Every year, the iPhone camera gets a little bit better. This year's iPhone 12 is no different. Every year, the new iPad gets a little faster. The release of the iPad Air 4th Gen is no different. So I put both of these devices to the test, and here's the result. But first, a quick vocab lesson. FPS, or frames per second, is the number of pictures taken each second. If you're shooting in 30 FPS, then 30 images are captured every second. The higher the FPS, the smoother the video will be. For reference, 24 FPS is the standard for movies. High dynamic range, or HDR, is how bright the screen or video can be versus how dark the screen or video can be. HDR on its own really holds no meaning. All it says is that there's a high contrast between the light and dark parts in the scene. Dolby Vision is an HDR standard that gives HDR meaning. For a video or screen to be in Dolby Vision, it must follow Dolby's rules that say the video or screen must get this light and this dark and show these colors. 4K is the video resolution. In a 4K video, there are 4,000 pixels captured per image. The resolution is one of the pieces of the puzzle that come together to make a clear image. So those were just some quick definitions. If you want to learn more about these subjects, check out the links below. For this video, my goal was to shoot in 4K HDR Dolby Vision, HDR being the headline edition of the iPhone 12. Unfortunately, I set the camera settings on 4K 60fps HDR. Why is this unfortunate, you may ask? Well, the standard iPhone 12 only supports 4K HDR at 30fps. If you want to record at 4K HDR 60fps, you're going to need an iPhone 12 Pro. I didn't realize my mistake until I started editing, but I was shooting in 60fps to give myself more flexibility while editing because I would have more frames or images to work with. In the end, I didn't need the 60fps while editing, and I exported the video in 30fps. It was just an unfortunate mistake. Even though I missed out on the highlight feature of the new iPhone, it didn't impair the quality. The captured videos are all stunning and really show how far Apple has come with computational videography. The iPhone is undoubtedly one of the best smartphone video cameras on the market. My second goal was to put the iPad Air 4 to the test, and that I did. Since this was a test, I went with iMovie, Apple's free consumer-grade video editing application. Alternatively, I could have used LumaFusion, but it cost $30. I used to use a desktop version of iMovie to edit these videos, but eventually I grew out of it and upgraded to Apple's pro video editor, Final Cut Pro. Since Apple doesn't make Final Cut Pro for iOS, LumaFusion is the next best thing, and more on that later. In my opinion, iMovie on iOS is trash. It's way oversimplified and feels like it hasn't had a real update in years. The iPads we have today are perfectly capable of performing higher-end edits. To make the music video style, I was aligning clips with portions of the soundtrack. However, this was easier said than done. My main issue with iMovie is what I call the relative timeline. In higher-end video editors, the video clips snuggle up next to each other. In iMovie on iOS, you get the giant gap between each clip to tell you the transition style. 
Meanwhile, the audio track keeps going right through the break. It's a little hard to explain and something more you have to try for yourself. That being said, iMovie is clearly for throwing some clips together and exporting them as one video. For most people, that's exactly what they're looking for. Ignoring my struggles with iMovie, this experience has taught me two things about my iPad Air. One, the screen size is not too small for video editing and when used wisely, can easily provide everything you need right at your fingertips. Two, the iPad Air is easily capable of editing high quality videos, no questions asked. Media can instantly be dropped in the timeline with playback being buttery smooth. There were a couple times things started to lag when playing over cross-dissolved transitions, but nothing that would be the end of the world. In the end, I was able to relearn iMovie, edit, and export the video in about two hours. How does this compare to my maxed out 2017 13-inch MacBook Pro? Well, it's easy to find out. Apple's Pro Video Editing Software Final Cut Pro can open iOS iMovie projects. So I airdropped the whole project to my MacBook. This included all the video clips, their position on the timeline, everything. It took an undisturbed hour with my little laptop giving it everything it has for Final Cut to import, open, and analyze the iMovie project. An hour. While editing this video, I tried importing the iMovie project into Final Cut again, but it only took two minutes for the whole project to import. I have two guesses on why this is. One, somewhere on my computer, Final Cut has a cache of the video files. Also, the very first time I tried importing the project, I had a lot of things open in the background. This time, I had everything closed and had recently restarted my computer. But that doesn't mean my MacBook's in the clear yet. In addition, exporting the video on my $800 iPad took 1 minute and 43 seconds, while the $3,000 MacBook took almost two and a half minutes. This may not seem like much of a difference, but with a more intensive and longer video, the time really adds up. This experience has solidified my thought that Higher-end video editing can be done on a mid-tier iPad, and LumaFusion can bring that experience to the pro level. And I'd like to end with this thought. We see the incredible performance Apple has packed into their iPads and iPhones. This only makes me more excited to see what Apple has in store when they bring this same technology to the rest of the Mac line. Thank you so much for watching. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, and check out the links in the video description, and follow at AppleGuyWeb on all social media. Now, on to the video.
piano.